the guy sat down across from Cindy and I and said, I don't have any ungodly beliefs. I smiled at him, trying hard not to laugh out loud, and said, well, there's your first ungodly belief. The reason I could say that is because we all have ungodly beliefs and we're not even aware of them. In this podcast, we're going to talk about ungodly beliefs. Welcome to the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast. I'm Lee Whitman with Restoring the Foundations, and welcome into today's Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast. We started a series of podcasts two weeks ago where we're examining the Restoring the Foundations integrated approach to ministry. In last week's podcast, we talked about the first problem area that must be dealt with during a ministry time, and those are the sins of the fathers and the resulting curses. They are the generational iniquity that is resident in your bloodline, pushing you to sin in the same manner as your ancestors. If you missed last week's podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. Today's verse is Romans 12, 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Today I want to talk about the lies that we believe. RTF calls these ungodly beliefs. Let's start this podcast by defining what an ungodly belief is. Ungodly beliefs are all beliefs, decisions, attitudes, agreements, judgments, expectations, vows, and oaths that do not agree with God's word, his nature, or his character. This is a huge area in our life. The problem is that we're not always able to recognize these as lies because we've often believed many of these lies since childhood. The lies are usually things we believe about ourselves or about other people or even about God. Example of these ungodly beliefs are things like, no one loves me, or I'm all alone, or God loves others more than he loves me. Although these statements are completely false, most people who believe this way do not realize that they are false because they feel true, and so they live their life based on these lies. And we have an enemy whose native tongue is lying. John 8, says, You belong to your father, the devil, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And this father of lies is constantly working to trick you into believing his lies. Where do ungodly beliefs come from? Sometimes we inherit ungodly beliefs from our families. You know, while Cindy and I were in training at Restoring the Foundations, part of our duty was to help keep the cost of training down as low as possible was to perform community service. The trainees would help by working in the kitchen or by cleaning the building or by doing yard work or various other jobs. One morning, Cindy and I were scheduled to work in the kitchen for breakfast. Cindy wasn't feeling well that morning, so she stayed in our room. I decided that I could hustle and work a little bit harder and make up for her absence. I didn't say anything to the kitchen manager about why Cindy was not there. 
When I came back from doing breakfast duty, Cindy asked if I told the manager that she would not be there that morning. I told her that I didn't say anything. I just worked to pick up the slack. Cindy was troubled and asked me why I didn't tell her that she was not feeling well. I honestly could not give her an answer, so I stopped and prayed about it. I realized at that moment that in my family, you did not let other people know that you were not feeling well. The message that I was taught was that sickness was shameful, so you don't share it with others. I see it now as the lie that it is, but when it happened, it ruled my behavior. Some ungodly beliefs are learned from our friends and our culture. You know, TV is a great teacher of ungodly beliefs. Other ungodly beliefs can actually be learned in church. A major source of ungodly beliefs, however, comes from hurtful events in our life. When we get hurt or wounded, it clouds our view of life, making it easy for us to come away from that event believing something that is not true. Ungodly beliefs are usually formed out of real-life experiences, so when something hurtful happens in our life, due to the hurt, our view of life gets distorted by that hurt. We then look at life through that distorted lens of the hurt and come away believing something that's not true, but since we had the real-life experience that caused the hurt, it feels true. The perfect ungodly belief is one that appears to be true based upon the facts of our experience and yet is absolutely false based on God's word, his nature, or his character. For example, it's not unusual for a child whose parents get a divorce to believe that the divorce was somehow their fault. Someone with a better perspective of the situation knows that the divorce is due to the parent's struggles but because the child does not have the ability to see it clearly due to his hurt, they develop the belief that it was their fault. The child's facts said that since mom was divorcing dad and the children, then it must somehow be his fault. Romans 12, 2, today's verse is a wonderful verse. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, why would God have Paul write this to believers? Because he knew that in this life, we're going to have many opportunities to be conformed to this world and believe many things that are not true. In this verse, you can see that Paul is talking about ungodly beliefs. He just doesn't call them that. And God also knows that an ungodly belief is not just a thought that you have in your mind, but it is actually an agreement that you make with the kingdom of darkness. In a very real sense, when we believe an ungodly belief, we're saying, Satan, I agree with you. God, I don't agree with you. Wow. None of us would do that on purpose. But the truth is that every ungodly belief is an agreement with Satan, who is the father of lies. Then this ungodly belief, this agreement we've made with Satan, opens the door to demonic oppression to come into your life. It gives Satan and his demons legal permission to traffic in your life. Thus, we're drastically hindered from knowing and doing the will of God by our ungodly beliefs. A person's behavior is determined by his belief system. People can tell you all day what they think in their minds, but they live out of what they actually believe. For example, people can tell you from their minds that eating healthy and exercising is good for you. But 
Who are the people who are actually eating healthy and exercising on a regular basis? They're the ones who believe it. There was a time in my life that I would have told you that I totally trusted God with our financial future. Of course, at the time, I had quite a bit of money in the bank and we were making a pretty good income. But when the income stopped and the savings account dwindled down to nothing, you know what I discovered? (laughs) I discovered that I really did not trust God with our financial future. I was trusting in my savings account and our income. What you think in your mind will not hold up when crisis hits or when the pressure of life starts putting the squeeze on you. It is then that what you really believe comes to the surface. Kevin had a really tough home life growing up. His parents fought a lot, and it was usually blamed on Kevin and his sister. They didn't have much money, so the family moved around from place to place, often living with relatives or in rundown places. They even lived in their car for a while. Kevin managed to survive his growing up years and joined the Navy after high school. Kevin got a good job following the Navy, married a wonderful woman, and had three lovely kids. On the surface, Kevin had made a pretty good life for his family and for himself. Kevin, however, was not able to enjoy the life that God had given him. When he came to receive RTF ministry, God revealed an ungodly belief that said, I don't deserve to be happy. Now, Kevin originally argued with us that he didn't think that he was living out of that ungodly belief. Yet when we asked him if he would ask God about it, God showed him that, in fact, he was living his life from this belief. He had been living his entire life from this belief and did not even know it because it was so normal for him. Now, you can see from Kevin's home life growing up that this ungodly belief was based on the facts of his experience, so he had a hard time seeing that it really was not true. When he came out of agreement with this lie and asked God for God's truth, ah, Kevin received an amazing truth from God that has literally changed his life. A very important part of RTF ministry to ungodly beliefs is that you must come out of agreement with the lie. Remember that believing a lie is making an agreement with Satan and giving him legal rights to have access to your life. It's very difficult to accept God's truth while still walking in agreement with Satan. Once the agreement with Satan is broken, God's truth is much easier to accept. It is also a key step in removing the enemy's legal right to bring his oppression into your life. It's quite common to have ungodly beliefs about God that you've learned in church. What? Learn an ungodly belief from church? Yep. There are major ungodly beliefs about God being taught in church in the form of theology. Topics like, can a believer hear God's voice for themselves? Or can they only hear God's voice through his word or from the pastor? Or other teachings about, does God heal today or not? Or beliefs about whether to speak in tongues or not? Or is prophecy valid for today? Many other inadvertent teachings about God that people pick up through their churches and even through some of the songs that are sung at church? Any ungodly belief about God is drastically affecting your relationship with him. But let's look at some ungodly beliefs that might be affecting you personally. How about a belief that goes like this? God is judging me when I relax, 
I have to stay busy about his work or he'll abandon me. Have you ever felt that way? Or another ungodly belief that many people struggle with is, God loves others more than he loves me, or God will bless others, but he won't bless me. And for people who have a lot of sinful behavior in their past, a belief might be, my past has ruined me so I can never be of use to God. It's not unusual to have ungodly beliefs about God and not even be aware that they're lies because they have felt true for many years. One very powerful type of ungodly belief is a lie about your identity. When Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, it says that they were naked and unashamed. They were created and lived without clothes, and it wasn't a problem for them. But the moment they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and sin entered the world, shame also entered the world. Shame says, there is something wrong with you. When Adam and Eve ate the fruit, they recognized that they were naked and they were now ashamed of being naked. Being naked for them was a physical thing, but it was more, even more than that. Shame said to them that there's something wrong with you, so they sewed fig leaves together to hide themselves. For us, shame does not say that we're naked, but it does try to identify us by our faults and mistakes. Shame would change your identity to things like, I'm bad, I'm stupid, I'm dirty, I'm a failure, or many other types of identities that God has not given you. When we renounce and break our agreement with these lies and ask Father God who he says we are, the identity that God has for us is incredible. He sees us totally without shame and calls us things like chosen, his beloved, beautiful, a warrior, his princess, a mighty man of God, and many other extravagant identities. Try saying those identities to yourself. Repeat them after me. I am chosen. I am his beloved. I am beautiful. I am handsome. I am a warrior. I am his princess. I am a mighty man of God. Doesn't that feel good? You know, it should because it's the truth. It is the way our Father sees you. If you recognize that you're living out of an ungodly belief, please don't put up with it any longer. It can be broken and replaced with truth. Contact our ministry ministry at restoringthefoundations.org and schedule an RTF ministry for yourself. It will change your life. Father, I thank you that we don't have to live with ungodly beliefs, but that we can break them and ask you for truth and you reveal the truth to us. You want us to walk in truth. And so you freely give it to us. But our job is to come out of agreement with the lies that we're believing. Come out of agreement with those agreements that we've made with the father of lies and the kingdom of darkness. So Lord, I just ask today that you would take what we've talked about today and reveal the places in each one of us that need to be uh, dealt with, any places where we are believing lies that are holding us back from all that you have for us. Give us the courage, Lord, to address them, not to just 
shove them under the rug and let them go, but to deal with them, to get them renounced, broken, cut off, and your truth placed in our lives. Thank you for that, Father. I want to again invite you to come back next week. We're going to talk about how to deal with wounded places on the inside. And ungodly beliefs are something that when you learn how to do them for yourself and recognize them, it's going to become a lifestyle. You're going to recognize for the rest of your life, I I presume, and while we're here this side of heaven, that you're going to discover places that are not quite lined up with God's truth. And to know how to get those uh, lined up is a wonderful thing. It's amazing. Then next week, we're going to talk about how to heal the hurts in our life. And that's something you'll do the rest of your life as well. You will constantly be in a position to be wounded and hurt. And to know how to deal with that will change the way you do life. So come back next week and listen to the next podcast about soul spirit healing. Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth, empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.